Hey, I'm Anjali, and I watch a lot of TV. I'm hosting a television review podcast called Anjali Vision, and it'll air every other week through the Trident Network. I'll have interesting guests each episode to answer important questions like, how quickly would you resort to cannibalism in different post-apocalyptic TV show scenarios? And who's the best daddy on TV right now? There's no way your current net worth is $144.63. So that means I need to raise $2,855.37, not including tax. It's impossible. It's what? What do we say about the impossible? <sighs> okay, okay. Expect the impossible! Fig, get down. And <laughs> hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to D Commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we're talking about life is rough. And you know what, Val? My life is rough today. I have a cold. <laughs> oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. Well. I'm sick. <laughs> okay, but no, I am. You can hear it. Go listen to our last podcast and listen to this one. I sound a little different. Yeah, sound a little but different. It's just, you know, now you have the saucy. Yeah. Seductress. Sexy seductress. Yeah. Thanks, Val. Yeah, anytime. Um, perfect segue to our movie today. <laughs> perfect. Perfect segue. <laughs> Life is rough, spelled R-U-F-F, in case you were wondering. You know what that means. Uh, <laughs> yep, you know what that means. Came out July 15th, 2005. So it looks like they were still releasing one a month okay. in summers at this period uh, and then just spread them out the rest of the year. OK, uh, it's interesting to me that this was like their midsummer, like big release. Yeah. But, you know, that's OK. Yeah, it's a choice. Uh, <laughs> it was directed by Charles Hayde. Um, who did not direct any other DCOMs, but he was a TV director. Um, some of the ones where he did a lot of or like more episodes than the others that he did were Doogie Hauser, Nip Tuck, ER, Criminal Minds. And then he's also an actor. Um, he was he he was a character actor. He did, you know, stints on a bunch of stuff. But his main like the thing that he did at like 140 episodes on was Hill Street Blues. I've never heard of that. It was a, uh, I want to say, 80s mm. show. Um, I okay. want to say it was a police show, but I could be wrong. Interesting. I've never seen it. Yeah. I'm just no, like, it exists. Something in my brain, yeah, is telling me that that's what it was. Yeah. The movie was written by Eddie Guzalian, and he is almost entirely a writer for cartoons. Oh. With the exception of more recently, he was a writer on The Walking Dead. Wow, that was very <laughs> recent. Yeah, so he, like, wrote for, like, a lot of, like, obviously mostly kids' cartoons. Yeah. And then switched to The Walking Dead. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. The cast is as follows, and I will point out, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, 
Normally, I go to Wikipedia and grab the cast list from there. Okay. There is no Wikipedia article for this movie at all. It doesn't exist. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder yeah. why. I, I don't know. Huh. Okay, so the cast is as follows. Kyle Massey played Calvin Wheeler. He was in That's So Raven, Corey in the House. He was on a show I'd never heard of called Fish Hooks, which mm -hmm. I think was a cartoon. Yeah. And then more recently, he was on a show called Millennials. Mm. And he's been in other stuff, but those were those were the longer stints. Yeah. I was a big fan of his, I'd say, because I was a big That's So Raven fan. I watched a couple episodes of uh, Corey in the House with his co-star, I believe, was Jason Dolly, who I had a very big crush on, who will be in the decom Hatching Pete. Uh, I had, like, he... Pictures of Jason and Dolly were in my diary. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I was like a little too old for that. So Raven, like mm -hmm. it just I never caught it. Yeah, I honestly didn't watch a lot of Disney Channel shows mm. anyway. I did for sure. Yeah, I mostly was a Nickelodeon gal for shows. Yeah. And then I was a decom gal for movies. Yeah. Nickelodeon didn't really do that. It didn't do uh -huh. movies. I'd say that makes sense. Okay. Uh, getting back to the cast, Kay Panabaker played Emily Watson. Mm -hmm. um, we recently saw her sister Danielle in um, Stuck in the Suburbs. Yeah. And actually, I should mention, too, that this was basically the first movie for both Calvin and Emily. Or I'm sorry, for both Kyle and Kay. Oh, cool. Uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will see Kay again in Read It and Weep. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. I said K and her name's K. <laughs> she was also on a show I had never heard of called Summerland. Oh, I've heard of it. Wasn't it on like CMT? I I literally have never I think heard it was on like the Country Network. <laughs> That's probably why I've never heard of it. Uh, she was also on Phil of the Future. Yeah. And something called No Ordinary Family, which I'd also never heard of. Okay. Um, but she stopped acting in 2012. All right. She does mm -hmm. have a lot of followers on Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure she's still like a presence. Yeah. But she doesn't have any credits on IMDb past 2012. Uh, then we have Mitchell Musso, uh, who played Raymond Fig. So we have confirmation that it is, in fact, his last name, Fig. Okay. Because um, <clears throat> we were speculating. Uh, Pre-recording. Yeah. Uh, we will see Mitchell again in Hatching Pete. And he was also on Hannah Montana and Phineas and Ferb. Cool. Mm -hmm. I think he's pretty active on Instagram. I also definitely had a crush on him because of Hannah Montana. He had the he had the flippy hair. Ah, uh, the flippy hair. Oh, uh, he had the two thousand, <laughs> the, the like late two thousands. And by late, I mean like two thousand five and on. Yeah. Uh, then we have Carter Jenkins playing Preston Price, who is adorable. He's very cute, but and he plays a good. Villain. He plays a great honestly. villain. He also oh, go say what he's in because I have my uh, I have my I know him from movie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so he wasn't in a ton of stuff that like jumped out at me as like oh I've heard of that or that's interesting, but he was in Bad News Bears, 
um, which is one of those like sports movies where like the team's really bad. I've actually never seen that one, which is surprising because I feel like I've seen all of those. <laughs> he was in that movie Valentine's Day. That's where I know him from. Remember that era where everyone kept trying to recreate I... um, Love Actually and it just never worked? No, I love all of them. <laughs> I love all of them so much. The only one that I don't love is Mother's Day, I think is the one. But I love, he's just not that into you. I love Valentine's Day. Give me New Year's Eve. Like I love a movie where everyone will interact with one another and they have different storylines. <laughs> so in this one, if you've seen Valentine's Day, he is the boyfriend to Emma Roberts. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I very much recognized him from that. <laughs> nice. I love that movie. And, and Ashton Kutcher's in it. <laughs> um, he, the only other thing he was in, I think he was on this sh- a show called Famous in Love, which again, I'd never heard of it, but he was in like multiple episodes of it. So nice something. He's in something yeah. recently because his Instagram has kind of taken off. Like he's in something upcoming or perhaps something upcoming. I didn't see anything recent that was like, oh, cool. Yeah. But um, perhaps something upcoming. But I mean, he's definitely still working. Yeah. Like he's a working actor. Yeah. He can slide into uh, my DMs. <laughs> Um, Mark Christopher Lawrence played Calvin's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of his parents have names, which is a oh, fun that makes fact. me sad. I like yeah. them too. I know. Um, you might remember him from Tiger Cruise, yeah, where he played. Um, oh gosh, what was that kid's name? I don't know. Whatever he the played, kid's dad. One of the dads. <laughs> yeah, and he's a character actor. He's been in like one episode of literally every show you could possibly imagine. Very recognizable. Yeah, as has. Judith Moreland, who played Calvin's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized her immediately and I was like, what do I recognize her from? And I think it's just an accumulation of seeing her in one episode of literally wow, everything because so she's funny. never, yeah, because she's never really done like a long arc on anything. Yeah. But I recognized her. So she she's just been in so many things that I've seen where she's just embedded in my brain. And she was great. Yolanda Wood Strange, uh, honorable mention, as Rondell's mom, the hairdresser. Oh, yeah. Because she will be in Read It and Weep and High School Musical 3. Oh, fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember Read It and Weep very much, but High School Musical 3 slaps. I mean, we've got we've seen a lot of people in the last few uh, movies that are also in Read It and Weep. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to this coming together of like yeah. all these. <laughs> They're in the same mm-hmm. universe. Right. <laughs> I've seen a Star Wars. I haven't seen a Marvels yet. Okay, I'm getting there. Yes, you have. You've seen a. Thor I've seen or two. Marvels, but like not enough to understand it. <laughs> That's true. That is absolutely true. I just fell asleep too early in Avengers compared to how early, I, how late I fell asleep in Star Wars. <laughs> 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 like I was out cold for a lot of Avengers, where yeah. Star Wars, I like. <laughs> mainly because i was like <clears throat> this is the this is the the pinnacle of the movie <laughs> you're missing the climax <laughs> that's so yeah. funny mm-hmm. uh speaking of check out our tiktok and our instagram reels because we just put up a funny we video did watching star War. our first star war did mm-hmm. we talk about that we talked about that in buffalo dreams I think so, but we can talk about it again. We put out a Patreon-only episode about of Have You Seen, our favorite running joke that is now, now a, a thing. And yeah. whatever decommentaries, the decom podcast stops 
in D commentaries that people still exist, this podcast will turn into a have you seen podcast. So in Mm -hmm. two years, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And in the meantime, you can listen to have you seen episodes on Patreon. So uh, for as little as three bucks a month, you can support not just our podcast, but all of the podcasts, all of the live shows, all of the video groups on Trident. And you will get access to not just our Patreon only content, but all of our Patreon only content among many other perks. So um, please consider doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we still have people (laughs) to talk about? (laughs) No, but we do have a synopsis. (gasps) Let's hear it. Calvin is a likable, bright 13 year old who has almost everything he could want in life except a prized rare copy of a comic he collects. When he hears about a dog show with a $5,000 prize, he decides to get a dog and enter to win the money and buy the comic. However, he doesn't bargain for the fact that he comes to love Tycho, the accident-prone, lovable mutt he rescues from the pound. So we can stop right there because that's the entire movie. I don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to do a synopsis. Wow, this is making my job so easy today. <laughs> Uh, wow well you know what it's better than it being wrong i would ta- i true. would take a synopsis with too much information over a that's not this movie synopsis agreed agreed um one other fun fact other than that there's no wikipedia for this is that Tycho's real name was jed nice that's fun and a very i think apropos name for this dog yeah he's huge yeah, it's a they big used, dog. He's a huge dog. I don't know what breed he was, but they used like uh, lab puppies at, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not a lab. <laughs> that's a humongous. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. It, what had it, is. To, it had to be some. Well, he had like a mastiff. He's probably con- some sort of like lab mastiff. Yeah, that's a good guess, I would say. Yeah, because he de- he had lab ish features but right. he was just like enormous he was and he thick. had like yeah and his coloring was like a little bit different than yeah a little lab. golden yeah he You're had like so sort of like golden. a faux hawk of like red hair on top oh me too actually <laughs> the middle mohawk of my hair is growing out so it's blonde but <laughs> <laughs> so you're the inverse I'm the inverse of Jed Tycho, big, big <laughs> meaty dog. <laughs> um, okay, well, that is the business complete. Thanks, Val, for sharing the business. Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah. Val, go outside to your business. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. what, that's we <laughs> in my family for my dog, in whom which I will speak about later. Um, we would never say like go potty or whatever we would literally be like all right go outside do business <laughs> so it's fun <laughs> that i say that to you now that's right i didn't have a dog so i didn't say anything al what were your first impressions <laughs> thank you for asking i really you know what val i think i'm gonna surprise a lot of people i liked this movie wow i think that it was so campy and so fun there wasn't anyone that i really hated um is it like the best decom no um but i like really didn't hate this movie i'm gonna give it a six nice i'm giving it a six all right yeah um val what were your first impressions I am I am middling about this movie. There okay. were parts of it that I really liked, like or or at least liked as much as like any decom. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the when they were just 
acting and like being normal human beings, they were great. Yeah. I think Kyle Massey's really good at that. Yeah. I thought he had a good grasp of his character and like had fun with it. Like there was a little bit of like the overacting from, you know, from kids, especially like this was literally his first movie. So like you're going to see some of that stuff. But like on the whole, I thought they all like knew who their characters were and were doing a good job with them. Yeah. And that was fun to watch. And I thought the parents were really good. And I liked the story. Um, The story made sense. It moved along. It wasn't like there was never a point where I was like, I cannot watch another second. of this movie. I need a break or anything like that. That's probably why I liked it, because we've seen so much of that over the last couple. Yeah. I think that where I got a little bit annoyed and it's this is an ongoing issue that I'm having with a lot of these movies from this era Mm -hmm. is the camp for me doesn't always work. Yeah, it just feels like they're trying really, really hard Mm -hmm. and it doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So like whenever there was like too much kind of slapsticky stuff, there are a lot of puns. Yeah. The puns are fine. Like I, I can get past that. Like, especially like at the dog show, like that felt very much like I watched the, I watched that here at work and my boss was like, what are you laughing at? (laughs) It was like the, the Pifle tower or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that that for some reason gave me like um, a combination of best in show and then uh, obviously because that's about dog shows and then um, <clears throat> the judges like Elizabeth Banks and um, oh Pitch face? Perfect uh, in Pitch Perfect mm-hmm. so like I was enjoying that that it wasn't so much that it was more like these long drawn out like physical comedy moments yeah. that were really repetitive and t- just too much mm-hmm. like they just were overdone and like they weren't like executed cleanly enough to warrant how long they were. Yeah. So that was like, there's a scene, this isn't spoiling anything, but there's a scene like right when um, Calvin first gets uh, Tycho where he's like dragging him on his skateboard and he literally does this. They do the same gag where he like accidentally jumps over something very high on his skateboard, which by the way is lifted directly from Mighty Ducks 2, Mm. the opening, cold open of Mighty Ducks 2. But they do it like five times in the same scene. And it's like, it would have been fine if you'd done it once, right? But when you get to like four or five times, it's like, okay, we get it. Like That's why there's the rule three. over a garbage can. Yeah, Yeah, like it was just too much. So like stuff like that just bothered me. I was like, this could have been, it's kind of how I felt about Stuck in the Suburbs, where it's like, this could have been a good movie if you subtracted out the try hard yeah. like stuff. So yeah, that's kind of where I came down on it. I liked most of it. I was not ever like frustrated to be watching this yeah. movie. Um, it was just those moments where I was like, oh, this could have been better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Although Val, out of the three dog movies we have seen as decoms, oh, this one takes the cake by miles, far miles and miles one. and miles. Yes. Agreed. This movie is not a terrible, terrible dog movie. And I do have to say, I'm already going to get, you know what? I'm not even going to ask you. I'm going to talk about my, my quotes and moments. Okay. So the first thing that I said to myself when I wrote down my notes was I just really don't want these dogs to talk. (laughs) And you know what, everyone, they didn't talk. And for that, I give this movie a gold star. (laughs) Um, 
I, back to my first impression, I remember the opening of this movie Hmm. and I remember some of this movie, but I think I maybe watched it once. Like, I don't think I watched this over and over as a kid. Um, I didn't remember enough of it, but I remember parts of it for sure. I had definitely never seen this movie before. A few of my favorite quotes were, it looks like foreign agents ransacked our kitchen and didn't find what they were looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that the non-bullies, like his actual friends, were like, we got a pound on you. We got a pound on you. We got paid. We're going to pound on you. (laughs) And that reminds me of when I was in a sorority in the South and all the girls would be like, she's having trouble. We need to love on her. We need to love on her. I'm going to love on her so hard. I've, I've really hated that. Love on her. <laughs> These guys have professional groomers. What do we have? One comb. <laughs> the, there's a, the mom who you were talking about. She owns the salon. She was like, oh, she goes, you need to come see me. Okay. <laughs> to some woman who had very crazy hair. Val's, uh, I have a lot of quotes from this movie. There's actually more that I didn't write down, but the pitch perfect style announcers, Mm -hmm. I'm Chuck, I'm Holly bow. Wow. For now. (laughs) (laughs) If he dies on our porch, he can probably sue us or something. Right. (laughs) Oh, that, um, I love the theme around the world in 80 dogs. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite last quote was, um, what are those, Chuck? Flying discs, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) So silly. And then my favorite moment of the movie was when they're in in the gym watching basketball and the band is sort of not playing and they pan to them. And you can tell all of those people are not playing their instruments. (laughs) That was my favorite moment of the movie. Val, where's your favorite cut? Where your face on cuts and mouths? Zisa. Um. Okay. My fa- <laughs> my favorite quote in the whole movie is towards the beginning, where. Tycho is like running amok through a farmer's market and you just hear off in the like distance, like an ADR of a woman going, he's destroying my vintage clothes. <laughs> Which like, who would yell he's that? He's destroying my vintage clothes. And it's, it's like, who wrote that line and thought this, this is good exposition it was also very it probably was like ah, we need something here what do we need hey m- I, hey mom can i get you to record this line <laughs> right but like they could have just said he's destroying my my vase uh, yeah or like our the, what do they call it? my stall he's destroying mm. my stall or he's destroying my stuff or like you know what i mean like no one would literally say he's destroying my he's ripping clothes. out all of the flowers throwing them on the ground stepping on them <laughs> Oh my god. He's wearing my leather Bruce DA. <laughs> That's a good moment. Good job, man. Uh, yes, thank you. The so you were talking about these two guys. We still gotta pound you. We've already been paid. Yeah, we've got ethics and stuff. <laughs> gotta pound you. Gotta pound on you. <laughs> I hate it. 
Oh, this is a quote that made my blood boil. There were a couple moments like this, but basically at one point, um, Calvin and Emily are having lunch. They're basically on a date, mm. like kind of, I don't know if it's intentional that they're on a date or if it's kind of an accident. I definitely thought something romantic was going to happen and then it didn't. Yeah. But either way, they're talking about Calvin's favorite comic, which is called Gotham Man, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's Batman. Gotham <laughs> is where Batman lives. <laughs> so it's they like, really got away on, with that guys. one. Yeah. Anyway. There is a scene that also made my blood boil earlier in the movie where Calvin is interviewing potential dates to the spring dance and his, which is just a disgusting display of misogyny. And he uh, asks this candidate uh, who, you know, a question about a Gotham man comics and Emily overhears this and is eye rolling and thinks it's all stupid because it is. And eventually she comes over and is like, by the way, that's a trick question. The villains, blah, blah, blah. You know, she answers the question basically and shows off that she knows all about Gotham man. So then at this lunch, he says about Gotham man comics, do you read them or do you just skim them? Maybe, which is like every single girl who has like who is like a fan of star wars mm -hmm. or a fan of marvel or any of those things there are always going to be guys who are like testing them oh well then tell me who which jedi like did this in this obscure episode of clone wars or like some shit like that because they have to like verify yeah. that you're a true fan and i was just like i don't care how true this is like how accurate this is to like how a teen boy would talk to a teen girl like it's gross and it pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a thing that happens today. So it I guess there sure is it's representative. Oh, you like reality. life is rough. Name three of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's literally exactly what it is. Um, I liked this line. Love doesn't have any shortcuts. Oh, gross. <laughs> And then another one from our favorite uh, dog show hosts. It's Pandogmonium. Oh, my God. That was so <laughs> funny. That was so funny. Um, and then my favorite moment other than the vintage clothes thing is at the very beginning when. So the the like the whole thing starts with a bunch of puppies in a box, which, first of all, would you, I pose a question to everyone listening? If you were a parent and you just walked out of a store and there were a box of free puppies, would you allow your young child to just take a puppy out of this box and go home with it? Unplanned. You didn't know you were going to have a dog at the end of the day. <laughs> um, you don't know anything about these puppies or their health. You're just going to let your child reach into a box, take one and take it home. I think that's not a thing that would happen. But regardless, anyway, the point is Tycho ends up being the last dog in the box and then it starts thunderstorming and he tips the box over and escapes. As he runs off into the rain, this dog must have magic powers because he never gets wet. Oh, that's funny. He's literally running and pouring rain, but they didn't bother to make the dog wet for the shoot. So they just have this weird dissonance where a perfectly dry dog is running through a rainstorm. There's like a little tiny shelf just like following him over. <laughs> That's silly. Okay. 
anything else you want to talk about before we go down to Spoiler City, Al? There was also one other moment that I liked in the salon. We'll get to why they're in a salon, but Fig is in the salon sitting next to this older woman and she's like making eyes at him and they kind of have a flirting moment. And then he like looks out and is like, what am I doing? And I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was very cute. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, our dog has ripped off our tops. Our vintage clothes. Our vintage clothes. <laughs> they are off. <laughs> and we are here in Spoiler City. So Val basically just kind of entered the movie for us. It starts with puppies in a box. People take the puppies. Last one's Tycho. And then uh, we cut to a year later and Tycho is a stray dog. Dumpster diving. Um, huge. Massive. This dog is huge mungus. Then the dog catchers come by and they try to grab him and he's causing a ruckus at the party and that's where he ruins the vintage claws. Um, and then he eventually gets caught and put into a, an animal shelter. Then we cut to Kyle Massey, whose name is Calvin. And um, anytime I hear the name of Calvin, I think of the movie Like Mike, which is on Val's list for Have You Seen? So mm-hmm. keep in mind that. <laughs> and Kyle Massey is like a cartoon collector. He's collecting all of the Gotham man editions and he is down to only needing one and two. And as he's like leaving his house, these two random guys are like bringing the trash up for him. And they're like, you must be so proud of your son to dad. But dad kind of is like giving them the side eye of like, why are you saying this about my son? Just like, "Hmm." okay. So then we get to school and he's popular like people like him he's high-fiving everyone um we meet mitchell musso who is fig and he's basically like his assistant slash best friend which we'll dig into a little bit later but he like runs a schedule and they at this point in time it's 2005 they have flip phones they have cell phones in this middle school which um i also had a flip phone in 2005 so i would say that that is a valid thing that people had and then he's like, oh, the school dance is coming up. You don't have a date. So we get to the interviews where they're lined up. And the one girl was, you know, very, I don't remember the quote, so I'm going to butcher it. But she's like, I can look at good. I look good in any spring colors. And it was just so adorable. But uh, essentially, he didn't really find a match with her. And then we see Kay Panabaker, who is Emily. She's passing out flyers for the animal shelter to save it. And she's looking for donations. And then a stipulation for being his date to the spring dance was, do you know the name of the Gotham man enemy? And uh, Emily walks up and is like, it's a trick question. The enemy doesn't have a name. And then I wrote, which makes me think they're going to end up together, which they don't. So <laughs> I was wrong, which, you know what, Val, it's some, it's OK to be wrong sometimes. And mm-hmm. I need to tell myself that every day because boy, oh boy, do I not think that. OK, then <laughs> um, we get to the shelter where Emily is taking care of all of the animals. She named uh, the dog who we saw in the beginning, Tycho, which I don't love. And it do- it's never explained like it doesn't have any meaning. Mm-mm. This makes no sense. Um, and then the, what were you say? I was just going to say one thing about um, Calvin's popularity is he is popular because he is good at getting people things. He's like the guy that can like get you stuff. Mm. So like the guys that are pulling in his garbage, it's because he got them like front row tickets to their favorite bands concert yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like it's kind of I mean, he is popular, but it's like almost like utility, like people 
know he's useful, mm-hmm. so they like him yeah. kind of thing. So when we're at the shelter, the the guy who runs the shelter is like, Emily, you know you're not supposed to name them, so you don't get attached. And she's like, I know, but he's so cute. Even though he's, like, not a good dog, he like is tearing the pants and is causing a ruckus. And then um, he, these guys come up to Calvin, which are – seemingly you're assuming they're like bullies. They're his bullies. And they're like, Hey man, we, we, you gotta come with us. And he's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Why? So they pull him into um, the lead guy, his mom's salon and they have a meeting and they're like, Hey, we know we're really good at basketball, but we really need to win the championship. Can you go to the other school that we're playing and steal their playbook? So to Val's point of like, he's good at like getting stuff. And then if they do that, if he does that, if he gets the book from the other team's equipment manager, they'll give him the Gotham Man edition that he needs one of them. So he gave uh, he calls up the equipment manager and he's like, I know this guy. He's like kind of like a tech nerd. Um, And so he basically meets is supposed to meet him at a Waffle House and puts a cell phone in the napkins and it rings. And he's like, hey, hey, put their playbook in the stack of newspapers. And so he does. And he's like, okay, but what's in it for me? And he's like, this cell phone, you doofus. It's like all the rage in Europe or wherever. So, um, he got the book, goes into the waffle house sneakily and grabs it, gives the book to the team. But before we get there, the team is about to play and their opening act, which would typically be like a halftime show, but is like an opening act is, Preston Price and his dog, Jacques, who is a Jack Russell Terrier, and they're doing tricks and jumps and dog tricks. Um, And he's like, yeah, this will get the crowd pumping. And everyone's (laughs) sitting there like crickets. It's so funny, honestly. And the team was like, where is he with the book? Where is he with the book? And... Uh, he ends up showing up with the book and he gets the Gotham man. And I literally wrote, where is a coach? These children were running around like we need this book before we can start. And there was just no adult in sight. Also, they're at a high school basketball game, but like he's in middle school, Jacques and Preston are in middle school. Like there's it, weird. None of it made any sense. So weird. <laughs> but then because he got the book, they end up winning and the Preston takes credit. He goes, oh, it's because we warm them up at the beginning of the game. But really, it's Calvin and Calvin takes the credit and Fig is kind of sad. So we start to see this like riff between Fig and Calvin. He comes home and mom and dad are sitting on the couch and they're mad and it's because his grades are bad. He's like, I'm passing. And they're like, yeah, you're passing with like C's and D's. And he goes, no, but like I do take care of things like I hired my friends to take out the trash. So that's where we figure out like who those two guys are in the beginning. And so he strategically takes advantage of people, I would say, um, His parents call it shortcuts. Shortcuts. He's always taking shortcuts. So he's down to needing one issue of Gotham Man. He goes to school and Fig comes up and he's like, Val's comics on Main Street. Go. (laughs) He has asthma. So I apologize (laughs) to anyone who has asthma, but it was really funny because he just was saying it very short of breath. Yeah. And Um, that actually is a plot point. So it is important to know that he has asthma. He has asthma. Um, so he is like pumping his inhaler before he meets them. They get to Val's comics on main street and they need $3,000 for this limited edition 
episode one Gotham Man comic book. So Calvin is then going home and Jacques, the tiny little Jack Russell Terrier, belongs to Preston, attacks him outside of his home. As Preston was outside, apparently this 13-year-old tells his landscapers where to move things in the yard. And the dog attacks him. He's like, what's wrong? And they like fight. And he goes, you can't attack my dog. He's an award-winning dog show dog. And Calvin's like, oh, wow. Okay. And then he goes, yeah, we just won money. And he goes, wait, money? How much? And he goes, $5,000 for the top prize. So this gets Calvin thinking. So this movie really is like two movies in one, kind of. It's like the beginning. And then it's like they had a lot of good... Rising action, I'd say. So then Calvin uh, needs to find a dog. Um, but he be, once he has a dog, he has to win a local dog show first. So he can't just go win $5,000 right away. He has to like have two steps to get there, which is why I like this movie one, because it wasn't like the same thing a bunch of times over and over where it's like, oh, mom and dad. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I just liked this dog movie a little bit more than some of the dog movies we've seen. <laughs> so then um, he's like he. Ended up getting one of Emily's flyers when she came up and was talking to um, the line of women being interviewed for the school dance. And he looks at her flyer and um, he goes to talk to her. So he goes to the shelter and she's said that people only do things for you. You don't do things for other people. And so it kind of gets his head just a little bit moving. Um, and she introduces him to Tycho, but he needs a parent or guardian signature. And so because his grades were bad, he needed to get his report card signed. And so he said, mom, sign here on his report card and sign here underneath the sheet. So she didn't know what she was signing for. So he did get the parental signature. Um, once he has Tycho, he pulls Calvin and hijinks ensue. And he's like, I can't have this dog in my house. He gives it to Fig and then Fig it, like knocks on his window and he's like, dude, my apartment cannot have this dog. It's much too big. <laughs> so he's like, OK, I guess I'll keep him in my room. So he keeps the dog in his room. They're like, whoa, are you sick? We heard you snoring all night. And he was like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> And then we see Preston again and he gets attacked by Tycho in the park, which is fine because they're, they suck kind of. And then he's still taking care of Tycho and hiding him from mom and doing a good job of like taking care of him, keeping him hidden, ties him to the tree, like comes home, like has this whole like schedule planned, which we never see him get fed until like later, which is interesting, but whatever floats your boat. But then the dog gets out of the room, out of his room and like destroys the house. So the parents are mad and he's like, no, I'll clean it. I'll clean it. I pro I'll do it. And their parents are like, okay, you never clean. What are you doing? Something's wrong. Hmm. So they're like catching on to him a little bit. So he's like, okay, I got to give the dog back. Like I'm tying it to the tree. And then the trash men come up and they like pound on him. They're like, We're going to pound on you. We're going to beat you up and then uh the dog is hearing them kind of have a riff and it's because preston had hired his people who he hired to beat him up so he doesn't like enter the dog show because his dog attacked him whatever so Tycho rips a tree out of the ground and attacks these 
two trash men. I just call them trash men because I don't know what else to call them. So then he calls Emily and he's like, Emily, I need training help. They laugh. They have a fun. They're training in the park. It's a montage. And then they get dinner, which is where they have their heart to heart, where he like asks, are you actually a comic book fan? Name five of their albums. And um, then he gets home from dinner with his girlfriend, Emily, and mom home early. She is home early and she's like, there's a bear in the house. I trapped him in your room. And he's like, no, 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 ma'am. no, 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 no. So then he does a really good job of convincing them and they let him keep the dog somehow. I don't know. These parents really love this kid. They also convinced themselves. Yeah. Like the dad was like, oh, actually, we could thing. have a dog. It might be nice. Well, he's he thinks it'll be good for Calvin. Yeah. Because Calvin has like shown a lot more responsibility and initiative since he had the dog. And that's when that there's no shortcuts in love mm. comes because he's like, he can't cheat at this. He yeah. can't like, you know, he has to just take care of this dog and love it. Right. Um, so he's, he's definitely like on board and he gets the mom on board. Yeah. So it's, um, cute. And then they get to the first competition and Emily with it, like as they're entering, Emily is protesting. She said, dog shows are bad. The people sponsoring it, Royal canine food or whatever is bad. Don't do dog shows. And they're like, they sneak past her. And then they're like, whoa, all of these owners look like they're dogs, which was a funny, silly montage. And then um, Rondell and the salon show up for Calvin because he had gotten into some mud. He wasn't ready. And all of these people had groomers. So the salon, the human salon owner comes to be the dog groomer. Um, and he goes, yeah, I'll help you out. I owe you and I love to compete. So he ends up being like Tycho's number one fan. He is like literally everywhere for the rest of the movie. Very funny. So Preston goes um, in the first competition. He is good, fine. And then Calvin goes and he knocks Tycho like and Tycho knocks over literally everything. I mean, completely demolishing. He rips open the pool. The people slip everywhere, but it's a race. So they just have to get through the course so they kind of like the crowd turns on Preston and Jacques and they're like, oh, but Tycho's so cool and cute, which he's not. And he's literally destroying the course. <laughs> and so they end up finishing. And with all the penalties of knocking down and not completing any of the actual things, they end up with two minutes and six seconds. So it was like a minute 30. And then with all the penalties ended up being two minutes and six seconds. But the penalty for carrying your dog is more. So Jacques lost. So apparently there were only two people in this competition. And even with the penalties, he won. Kind of stupid. So then they get interviewed after Tycho the Terrible. Um, and then Calvin starts to get mean and treat Fig even worse because he's got this like high horse, um, big head about it. And Emily is starting to notice, too. And so then she goes up and she's like, why are you friends with him? He doesn't treat you well. And he was like, oh, well, I when I was a new kid, I had asthma and I got made fun of. And she goes, oh, Calvin didn't like stuck up for you. And he goes, no, Calvin made fun of me the most. But when I had an asthma attack he was the only person who cared and was there for me and showed up in the hospital and all this stuff. So on the surface, he seems to not be a good friend, but subconsciously and underneath Calvin is a good person. And I think that's a, you can kind of see that throughout, I think too, which is why I don't really hate him as the protect. Yeah. 
Then um, Emily comes over to Calvin's house for like an adoption follow up interview. And he (laughs) has Tycho bring over the box of pizza. They're hanging out. He asks her to the spring dance and she says yes. And um, as she's about to leave, she sees Calvin on TV in the dog show and she gets so mad, wants him to drop out of the show, is really upset with him that like he lied and the kind basically saying, I'm not going to go to the dance with you, but they don't we don't ever see the dance. So we don't actually know if it happened or not. But then Fig sees a lost dog flyer, brings it to Calvin and is like, dude, someone's looking for their dog, Chester. It's him. That's how we ended up in the pound. And we know that that's not true, but we don't know why this is happening yet. In my head, I was like, oh, it's one of the puppies who like looked exactly like him. But that's what I thought. That is a good way to twist the story. (laughs) So Calvin says, take down all the flyers. Like, no, I'm keeping him. We have to get this money. So in this time, he's being like really selfish. He's like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to keep him and then I'll return him later. And Fig is like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he basically calls him selfish. And so Calvin has this internal like, oh, what am I doing? Um, So he brings Chester back to the family who had the reward and he and he starts barking at these people and the people are really creepy they have like these comically weird southern country accents i also have to say val this was the part where i was watching it work with only subtitles and no sound oh so i didn't hear their accent until oh later where i did hear their (laughs) accents and just go what because I had to like I watched like my boss is not going to listen to this um so I watched like 20 minutes silent on at work but then still had 15 minutes left because today is May the 4th and I was posting all of our TikTok and real stuff about Star Wars and so I could not finish watching this morning so that's why I was behind today but it was very funny hearing their accents come back they were <laughs> so bad they were so, so I, like, bad that whole what it just made no sense in a movie that is largely a commentary on like classism yeah it was weird it was a weird choice to make the working class people sound like idiots yeah stupid and so he gives the dog back and they're like oh here's your reward and he goes i don't even want it just please take good care of him and they're like okay so then they come back and emily like looks at the flyer and is like wait I took that picture of Tycho. That's not Chester. So we find out that Preston put up the flyers because the man who posed as Chester's dad was his landscaping guy who I briefly mentioned earlier. So he had paid his landscaping guy to like put up these and just like take the dog because Preston didn't want Calvin to be in the finals for the dog show and win. So they go to rescue Tycho. They're fighting and they devise a plan to get the dog back. And Fig is like, dude, I can't lie. I can't lie. So he ends up faking an asthma attack, basically being like, what would Gotham man do? And he's like, oh, okay. So then Emily and Calvin break into this house, steal the dog. They're like, oh, is he going to die on our porch? Can he sue us? That was that line. So they get him out and he's like, oh, just kidding. I'm not having an asthma attack anymore. And they run away. (laughs) That was that part I did hear when they their accents this part. So we get to the finals of the dog show, the top dog show, top prize, five thousand dollars. And Preston and Jacques do good. They get a ninety eight. And so we see their thing. That's where we get the flying discs. So basically they do like an obstacle course, but you also have to do some sort of like talent either before, during, after. So it is 
you have to impress the judges basically. So, uh, it is Calvin's turn and he's not there. They call for him like two or three times. He's almost disqualified, but he's like, I know what's going to get the judges. And he skateboards in and he keeps on skateboarding. And oh boy, does he just <laughs> not have the dog go through the obstacle course. He goes through the obstacle course while his dog is pulling him. And at the very end, we see Preston go into the back and get an like an axe and he like goes inside this freestanding pyramid which how did he get in there and how did he get out without being seen <laughs> plot hole and knocks down all the beams inside so when calvin skates on top of it it just falls down and he falls onto the judges table and somehow everyone found out that it was preston who did this and so they're like, Preston cheated, Preston, Preston cheated. Oh, I also forgot to mention that he skated on water a la Jesus in this. <laughs> this man got pulled across a pool of water a la Jesus Christ. It was so silly. And then he wakeboarded. He wakeboarded on a skateboard. So then all the judges are like, Preston cheated. Uh, he gets a 99 and then they won. It is, I wrote, an absolute miracle. It is an absolute miracle that this dog won a dog show, which I would have loved if they lost. But the only reason why I'm glad they didn't lose is because he gets the $5,000. And instead of buying the Gotham Man edition one that he wanted, he donated all of that money to the animal shelter. And they had a big party and people were adopting dogs and then Barky Rufus and Fig end up liking each other and he's actually really smart. And so uh, Calvin is like, hey, why don't we go in on this together? Like, I'll be your I'll be your manager for your dog and because you're, you're going to enter the dog show. So um, that's the only reason why I'm glad they won, because he didn't end up buying the comic book. And Val, that's the end of the movie. Great job, Al. Thanks. I took really good notes today, I'd say. You did. Val only interrupted me one time. And, <laughs> and it's, it's true. And it's because I was like coughing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think like this movie had a lot of like good themes. Yeah. You know, it didn't always land them perfectly, but like yeah. it, it was trying to say something. And I think it like was more effective than a lot of the recent for sure have been. Yeah. yeah I, um, I think that's why I liked it because it was, it was a new fresh story where I didn't hate the protagonist. Like, yeah, parts were overacting. It's a decom. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to get Debbie Reynolds in every role here, you know, <laughs> but I thought that overall it was super cute. If I had to watch it again, I wouldn't be like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Agreed. Should we play some bingo? <gasps> Thanks for asking, Val. I'd love to. Yay. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. Yeah. One hit wonder song. There is a song over the credits at the end, sung by Kyle Massey, called It's a Dog. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I would say that that's a one hit wonder, especially because there were a lot of songs in this where I was like, this is a weird song <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> for sure um breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera do we count the dog no okay well i was just asking because <laughs> that dog did look in the camera it did 
but Kay. it's a dog. It doesn't know anything. <laughs> Holiday themed. No. Dog day. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Clunky metaphor. I mean, you could say that like the dogs are a metaphor for the class system, you know, like the mutt versus the purebred. The mutt's cheaper. Mm. You know, people don't take it as seriously. Blah, blah. Interesting. I'll take it. Uh, parents who just don't get it. I Honestly, I don't think so. I feel like it's I half think, and half. I, I think that they get it. He doesn't get it. Yeah, that's fine. Cool non-parent adult. Rondell's. Oh, she's a parent. I was like Rondell's mom. <laughs> uh, Ron, well, Rondell's not an adult. He's no. a high school kid. Oh, wait, no, the announcers. Oh, yeah. And also, Rondell's mom is not their mom. Okay, so we'll take So it. she can count. Okay. The announcers for sure, though. <laughs> Someone too famous for a TV movie. No. Mm-mm. Although Kyle Massey was at like a peak fame, but he was not channel yet. fame. So, yeah. yeah, not yet. Competition to resolve central problem. Yeah. Yeah. I like doing that one. <laughs> A montage sequence. So many. So many. But you know what? I didn't hate them this time because it wasn't the same montage. I think only we only had the same montage like twice where it was the like destroying things where yeah. it was like different ones where it was like they're teaching him tricks and then they're yeah doing sure. the grooming and we're seeing a bunch of dogs, you know? Yeah. Cliche villains. Yep. Yeah. Rich snooty kid. Mm hmm. Clothes or items you owned. So I didn't really see anything. The closest thing was that I, too, played N64 with my middle school boyfriend. Aww. But it was his N64 and not mine. So Well, I, I, I had an N64, it. but Val, I also had a Jack Russell Terrier growing up. Oh, yeah. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, go do your business. <laughs> We love Eddie. May he rest in McDonald's heaven. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Oh, boy. Um, I feel like I'm always so wrong. Uh, I'm going to guess 60 on the dot. Congratulations, Val. You were one away with 61. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't get the box, but you do get a point. Nice. Nice. A point in my heart. Yes. Happily ever after. Oh, yeah. I would say so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Almost kissing. No. Not in this one. I mean, the dog didn't even like lick a lot. No, he did like one time as a bit at the beginning, and that was it. Yeah. Someone who became famous. I mean, Kyle. I mean, Kyle Massey is like a pretty, is a name. Are we counting him as too famous for a TV movie or are we counting him for someone who became famous? I didn't count him for too famous for a TV movie. Okay, then let's count him for some. Someone who became famous. Betraying of one's real friends or values. I'd say he did there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. When he tried to not return the dog when he thought his owners were looking for him. Mm -hmm. For sure. Your childhood crush. Mitchell Musso, baby. (laughs) Mitchell Musso. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. I mean, he wasn't doing any of the skating. No. And, and actually it's funny because I noticed that, uh, he was skateboarding one way and then the stunt double was skateboarding the other way. Oh, like standing on the board the other way? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
Uh, Disney Channel star. Yeah. Yes. Kyle. Kyle. He has a Disney Mania song, so I'd say. Yeah, and Mitch- Mitchell Moose. Oh, yeah. Too. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Musical number. No. Would have been an eight. <laughs> magic. No, thank goodness. The magic of that dog not being wet in the beginning. Yeah, that's <laughs> movie backwards magic. <laughs> Someone says the title of the movie. No. No. And thank goodness for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Those kids sure did unleash that monster. <laughs> the heroes create the problem. What is the problem? I think is the question here. I'd say so because if he didn't need the money to buy the Gotham, he wouldn't have gotten the dog and then been in the show and then the show wouldn't have. But is it a problem? That's the question. Like, is the problem that he now has this dog that he is like running rampant or is the problem that he's kind of like a cheater, you know, yeah. like he like cheats on everything? I don't know. I mean, I think either one of those, I guess you could say he created it. All right. So sure. Sounds good. And lead us a fish out of water. When he well, when he's training the dog. Yeah, I guess. Is. All right. Let's give it. Well, you know what, Val? We're going to give us that square, but life is pretty rough over here at T-Commentaries. This is our first <laughs> non-bingo in a while. Wow. I'm surprised. I thought we got a lot of those. I know. Oh, well. Kind of crazy. <laughs> All right. But you know what time it is? And I'm excited for this one. This Ooh, is okay. a name that you dog. Ooh. Um, you're okay. going to have to... Bark out that Disney Val, because <laughs> that's Bark the name of the game. So I'm going to give you a Disney movie, and it has to do with dogs. You're going to have to guess the lead dog's name. Maybe one dog, maybe okay. more than one dog, or maybe another animal, something like that. Um, but because this is hard, if you've never seen the movie or something like that, um, I am going to give you four options. Okay. So you will have four options to choose from for each Got of it. these movies. Got it. All right. Okay. So all of these are Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six questions. Got it. All right. So we're going to start off with Fox and the Hound. Oof. All right. We have Todd and Copper. We have Todd and Cooper. Tom and Copper. Will and Cooper. I think it's Todd and Copper. You are correct. Wow. I literally have not seen that movie since I was in it's single so digits. It's so good. You, I, you should I, watch it again. I cannot believe that I just remembered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Todd and Copper. <laughs> it's such a cute movie. I love that movie. It is. I remember really liking it. Yeah. All right. Now we have Oliver and Company, which is a fun fact Oliver is voiced by Joey Lawrence. That's right. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So Oliver and company, our main dog, who is Oliver, I'd say is our protagonist. And this dog is the side protag slash not really antag, but we have Yankee, Billy, Fagin or Dodger. I mean, it's got to be either Fagin or Dodger. Just based on the fact that this is a from like an a spin on the musical Oliver, I'm gonna guess Dodger. You're correct. 
correct. Okay. I also like knew that this was like a play on Oliver and didn't think about that again until I looked at the Wikipedia page again today. (laughs) Um, But they're bringing Oliver back. And I think it's going to be on Broadway soon. Yeah, I saw there were some cool TikToks of them rehearsing. Yeah, I saw those. looked really fun. Um, All right, we have 101 Dalmatians for Head Dog. Pergo, Pongo, Bongo, or Wiley. I think it's Pongo. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. Another one I haven't seen in a million years. It's so good. All right, I hope you know this one, Val. I'll be sad if you don't. But this is hard. This is going to be a hard one. So I'm going to read it slow and I'm going to read it twice before you give your answer. Okay. 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 This is Homeward Bound. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's the three. I also didn't mention that this is the three main animals. Yes. Shadow, Max, Sassy. Shadow, Max, Classy. Shadow, Chance, Sassy. Shadow, Chance, Classy. Shadow Chance Sassy. Yay! Also, because Val probably cut it out, she did know this answer and didn't let me finish reading. <laughs> so <laughs> I I read all the answers for you, the listener. <laughs> this was one of those movies that I watched a lot. This was your VHS tape that was yes. This was, moving. Like, this was a repeater. Okay, so then we have two, we've got two more movies, Val. And okay. you get ready. Okay. Because they're the other two dog decoms. Let's oh, see how God, much okay. you remember. Mm-hmm. So our first one is You Lucky Dog. We have Lucky, Lucy, Jack, or Jill. Lucky. Yeah, you're correct. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to stump you. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, we have Hounded, Cam, Carl, Camille Caesar. I think it's Camille. Oh my God. She went six for six. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a dog day I miracle. The, I think that's the fir- per- that's first, the first score you ever I've got. ever, ever gotten in like 55 episodes. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad it was this. Me too. This was a fun game. I, I did enjoy making this game too. <laughs> Yay. Congrats, Val. Yay. Thanks for playing. Name the t- dog. I don't actually remember if that was the name of the game. <laughs> well, thank you for making. Name that t- dog. And I love that you're going to have put like a name that r- r- dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So funny. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for a lovely day, Val. Uh, even though I'm a bit under the weather, I always love seeing you. Right back at you. And we're recording a couple weeks in a row, so we get to see each other a lot this month. We do. Mm -hmm. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Twitches. Yay! I've heard good things. I haven't heard anything, but I'm still (laughs) looking forward to it. Uh, All the people are talking to me. (laughs) Like, subscribe. We are, everyone, right now, May 4th, 7.27 p.m. Central Central Daylight Time. We have 399 followers on Instagram. (laughs) I just want to get to 400. (laughs) 
I said my goal was 500 in March, and here I am trying, begging you for 400 in May. So tell your mom, tell your local store, follow us on Instagram, please. We will follow you back. We will. Fact, we are today, a follow for follow. Yeah, just today, we were following someone who was in line in front of my husband at Disney World. And now she follows us and now they're friends. And now we're all friends. Yeah, now we're all friends. Shout out to Disney Mom Mm 2.0. Send over some of your followers. (laughs) You have 32,000 of them. (laughs) I love you, Val. I love you, Al. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.